Previously on D&D&D, you decided that you were going to split the party into a diplomatic mission and a mission of sabotage. We need to be able to signal each other. Fleck, I want you to take my comeback cone. We can use an insult system. Okay. If you need us to blow turtle heaven, you insult my hair. Got it. If you need to show the coasters we're serious, insult me for milk and then fletch hmm. to show them that we mean business. You could send up a lightning bolt with your stormtail bow. Okay. Wait, what's the hair one? Uh, <laughs> hair is blow the joint. Milk is lightning bolt. Yeah. The ways that you can discern to the reflector sail are this catwalk. You could swim the channel and then climb up the rock. The good news is I have a water walk. <gasps> oh. So we could casually just walk on water. One of the tabaxi guards on the catwalk catches sight of you guys running across. I got a shot. The staircase definitely looks like it would be a place where leaders would be at the top. I'm just a little confused by the lack of guards. That's uh, true. Although, you know, if the leader's up there and if Albinor doesn't feel the need for guards, that gives me pause. And I just stare knowingly at him. Pause. Gives you, <laughs> gives you cat pause. Is the rope bridge the only way we can get to the reflector? You can get up to the reflector from where you are now. There's just three tabaxi in your way. Then I would like to use Call the Storm. Suddenly, this very sunny day is cloudy, but the weird thing is the clouds stop at the atoll. The lightning bolt crashes into this rope bridge with a loud clap of thunder and sets the very dry rope and wood aflame. It continues to burn in the direction of the greater temple, and you have all of the turtles that were doing work freaking out. Oh, now look, you the can... lightning! <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the no. signal! Oh, no! Why did we do that? They're in place. They're ready to go. Oh, my God. also in the room when we were talking and it sounded like there were three signals right so there's the one where there's you insult hair his one. hair yeah that was for blow drying do blow. it yeah okay it and means then... like break break the castle sure. and then there was a second one that was like i didn't understand why the second one was there but i thought that they were going to shoot the lightning in order to signal to us that they were ready to go i can't remember god damn the specifications. What was the second one? It was lightning curdles milk. Yeah, the, I thought but it they was, wanted you to say you're not here, Zabbis. Okay. Zabbis isn't here. I know I'm not here, <laughs> but I'm I'm frustrated because I can I feel like I remember what it was. But I wrote you're down right. what it was. I won't say. My pneumatic device was lightning curdles milk. <laughs> Which made sense at the time. <laughs> Everyone listening to this is screaming at us. In my, in our defense, honestly, it's a hot day today. I'm like, I'm sweating. It's super I'm hot. Turn, I'm sweating so much. I'm gonna turn the AC on. I think, but I'm, I don't know why. I just feel like when it, when it's hot. You just get stupid. Like I, yeah, I feel brain. dumber. That's in character for like how sunny and hot it would be for sure. Mm. Yeah, Marjorie was right to assume something from that lightning bolt. Well, just the fact that it meant something. And yeah, and yeah if, if you think like, oh, that was the signal to like take action. Yeah, that it, logically, oh. yes, it makes complete sense to, to like 
think, oh, we're ready to do. And we're we I just forgot. Yeah, that, that was a signal that we all agreed upon. And we're <laughs> yep. just out here casting lightning spells. It wasn't a signal. It was the result of a signal. So so that means they're in position. So we should probably get up there. Oh, Jesus. And do wow. our thing. Right. Oh, my Why God. are we so dumb this season? <laughs> we don't have to wait. Oh, my okay. God. Uh, we move oh, forward, Christ. I guess. Oh, God. I truly thought that the lightning bolt was a signal that they were going to be in place. Me, Beth. Yeah, no. Sitting there I, listening. You're, you're correct. Me, no, me, me, James, has a little bit more memory, but Flack's been letting Marjorie take the reins this whole time. So. <laughs> Picking left or right is taking the reins. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you seen a goofy movie? <laughs> we don't need to check the map. <laughs> I don't need to check the map. <laughs> you guys now uh, see that there is a storm and see this uh, that there was a lightning bolt. You do not see the result, um, but you do see that there was one and that there is a storm. You also see that the storm is not progressing not into the in, yeah. uh, lagoon. They don't see smoke or anything from the fire bridge. The We're bridge on the on other side. Uh, oh. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, not from where they are. Um, where okay. you are, you realize that you've come to the top of one of the spires, not the big center one that is a glow. You see that through. You're you're in a large circular landing area that is like a rock garden. There are these large rocks arranged in sand. And native plants uh, very well cared for in this area. The ceiling is supported by arches in this circular pattern that are open to the outside. That is how you see what is happening. Nice. Okay. On the far end of this circular kind of area, there's an object that does not fit at all in what you have seen. It's like a box hmm. of Cheez-Its or something? It is a large... Doritos. <laughs> Someone's um, AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> it is a large wooden desk. Does it look familiar? It does not look familiar, but it is very strange to see furniture like this in this space. It's unlike anything you've seen in this building so far. Flack. Yeah. It's a mimic. <gasps> you think it's like uh, the evil table that we fought? I think it's another evil table. Uh, should I shoot it? No. Oh. Yeah, ride it. Remember? Weren't we like riding? You're not here, Savage! <laughs> I just get excited. I wish I was fighting a table and not a bunch of cats. <laughs> uh, uh, do, uh, there's no one else around here? Uh, you do not see anyone else right now. Is there anywhere to go? Or is this the top of the tower? There is the way that you came. This appears that this is the top of the tower. Above you is like a very large conical ceiling. I'm convinced that table's a fucking mimic, man. What if or the table that, is Albanor? What if the table is Albalor? Uh, hey, uh, Albanor. Anything? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I walk. Fucking fuck this thing. Fuck this Do thing. It. Do it. I walk up to the table. You walk up to the. T- I per- I perceive the table. Okay. Nine. When you get closer to the table, what appeared from where you were to be a desk is in fact closed all the way around it doesn't have like an opening for um legs legs it's more like a big chest it's a fucking mimic dude do we perceive an opening to it it does have a lid yes is there a role to know whether or not this is a monster check for traps 
Oh, also, yeah, check for monsters. Check for monster trap. Uh, investigation, I guess. Shit. I'm going to use my inspiration. Wait, wait, I have really good investigation. Want me to investigate that? Yeah, I'll investigate this. Oh, 13. (laughs) How are you? Are you just looking at it? Uh, I am trying to determine if there is any monster-like qualities to this thing. You can kind of faintly, if you like put your ear near it, you can faintly hear breathing. (gasps) Margarine. Yeah. Either this desk is breathing or there's a breathing thing inside of it. Is it Hercule? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He has been known to be inside chests. Exactly. (laughs) On the trading company chests. Uh... Well, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Oh. Oh. uh, Well, hey, you know what? We saw that symbol. So they're in position. So that means that we need to act. Okay. I well wait uh, first though let's check for traps. I check for traps. Okay. Okay, nineteen. There does not appear to be a trap or anything on this. Okay. It is, however, locked. There is a very small now margarine. You see, there's a very small keyhole right underneath the lip of the lid. Should I take action? And I have all of my lock picks in between my <laughs> fingers. You want to crack that boy open? If you tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Aw, oh, fuck me. 13. A 13 will open this lock. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. You open the lock and you lift the lid. Yep. You are met with a blast of cold air. This isn't harmful to you. Okay. But it's shocking that in this environment in which you are so hot, again, like high 90s, low 100s. It's probably not even cold air. It's probably like 66 degree air. Yep. It might be. <laughs> yes, you are you're you open this up and it's as if you have walked into like a beer cooler in a Ooh. supermarket. Okay, Ooh. yeah. Or like one of those yeah, like beer, beer chests that some of the places have, like the back room that's yeah. extra cold. Yes, yeah, like exactly. probably too cold for beer. Probably. Yeah. Oh, Flack, this feels so good on my bald scalp. <laughs> It does for, to you guys. It feels amazing. However, to Born, oh, it is very unpleasant. Born's inside oh, here. No, Born is inside here. Oh, get him! He is shivering. Get about. And his, wait, hey, uh, his skin is pale gray. Do we like Born? I forget. I like oh, Born. He's like ET in the bathtub. <laughs> What's uh, you know where he's all gray and just dying? What was our last interaction with Born? Born was in the basement. In the in the dungeon, you guys spoke to him about the mythology of the gods. Oh, he and was then he like, was taken away by the. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. uh, he was a little rough around the edges, but you know what? Understandable in this situation. Yeah, let's help him out of here. Yeah. All right. We pull him out. We get him in the heat. You pull him out. Uh, he is very very grateful to be outside of that box. He his teeth are chattering. Can I rub his shell? Sure. You can rub his shell. Roll roll Friction. medicine. <laughs> Four. Okay. Uh you're you're not rubbing his shell in a way that is beneficial to him. <laughs> well, it's the thought that matters. Yeah. As a pat on a shoulder. It is a, it is that effective. Born buddy, how'd you wind up in here? Well, I guess they'd probably just put you in there, right? And then you hear a voice uh across this garden that says Mr. Born was not yet ready to sign his contract. And you turn and you see a stout, burly-looking human man in black leather armor 
Do we recognize him, though? Flack, you would. Was he Albinor's buddy? Yes. Hey, not Albinor. It's good to see you with some clothes on this time, my (laughs) gnome friend. Although it seems you've gotten a haircut since last we met. Oh, you know. Marjorie looks at Flack. Oh, no, no. It was. Remember that time you found uh, us and we were naked in the bubble and you had to give us our clothes? We were fighting this guy. He uh, he beat up Jason Schoen. He, 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 he turned Jason Schoen oh. into a monster and then Jason oh. Schoen died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, this was uh, him and Albinor did, yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate what we had to do to Mr. Schoen, but when one backs out of a deal with the Ombre Coast Trading Company, one must accept the consequences. Isn't that right, Borned? Is that right, Borned? Whatever you need, just don't put me back in the box. It's so cold in the box. I I didn't go to business school, but this doesn't seem right. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the deal that Born reneged on? What happened there? You see, these islands are very valuable. They have a very valuable commodity that is beans. Yes, beans. Beans. Yeah. The company would like exclusive trading rights to these islands. But we also have no interest in a prolonged armed conflict in order to secure those. We would rather shore things up uh, without that kind of bloodshed. So we just need the leader of the turtles here to accept that the company is going to have exclusive trading rights to these islands and exclusive trading rights to their beans. And we need him to sign on on behalf of his people. And then his people need not continue to suffer the way that he has. Born, you're the leader of the turtles? I think we knew that. Did we know you that? You knew he was important. You did not know that he was the leader. Oh. Born, you're the leader of the turtles? When you've been around for over a hundred years, you rise up the ranks. I thought that was standard for turtles, though. Not all of us are 120. Well, well good job, man. Are the turtles they all be born on the same day? Yeah. <laughs> we just once we just get one just one every 150 years one go yeah all the mamas do lay the eggs in the sand and then they all get born on the same day that's why i'm all get born yeah <laughs> anyway listen man i get that you want to do your business but this doesn't seem like the best way to go about it freezing turtles this is the way things need to be done when the history books look back on the Umbro Coast Trading Company, do you really want it to be written in the annals that you put a turtle in an icebox in order to bribe him into writing his name on a piece of paper? When the history books are written, they will say what we want them to say, as they have for hundreds of years. See, that's not how history works. It's history kind of is history the truth. Works, <laughs> <laughs> it's what actually happened, though. Yeah, um... <laughs> Anyway, listen, we weren't even here for the born thing. We just came across him. We want to know, uh, are we, we, are we demanding yet? Yeah, we're, give us, yeah. uh, mirror shards. And a boat. And a boat. We gotta go. Oh, this is a negotiation? If this, I mean, you play business a different game. Yeah, I dude, also we're... do this. I mean, I'm not good at that. It rings of secrecy. I I know that I talked a big game about negotiation, but this is kind of new territory. <laughs> well, here, for me. hey, hey, rings of secrecy, Marchin, Really, I just need to know uh, how much 
I should be holding myself back because I don't want to upset you, but like I got a lot of things I could say that are just coming to my mind here. I gotta say, I really do appreciate the fact that you're taking into consideration my feelings because it's just, it's been kind of, there's a lot of conflict between the two of us as far as how we tackle the situation. For so sure, I'm, sure. I'm yeah. seeing that. I'm recognizing that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that recognition. Yeah. I just want a boat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird for me to say. It, it is. Yeah. Lots of character growth for me. <laughs> Hey, uh, no, listen, yeah, it's a negotiation. We could call it that. If we're negotiating, then what is it that you have to offer? See, if you're asking for a boat from us, what do we get in return? Your safety. Is that so? And then we're going to go down to the other group. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, you are on this rocky beach. Uh, You have two... Tabaxi, still between you and the reflector building, you have destroyed the rope bridge connecting the greater temple to the reflector. It is Juno's turn. How far are they from us? Are they right in front of us now? These they're two? right, yeah, because okay. they're, they're, they're within eight feet of you. Yeah, because they poked at you with uh, halberds. Juno's going to grab this wine skin that Flack gave him and on the one closest do a... I guess, uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be a ranged attack, but he's going to throw some of the stuff in the guy's face. That should make him blow up. The vomit? The casasis vomit? Yep. Holy shit, dude. Uh, It will be a ranged attack, so roll that. That'll get rid of him quickly. Damn. And here I am, like, I could cast dancing lights and distract them because they're cats. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a good idea. Uh, No, dude, just straight up murder him. 15. (laughs) I love it. 15 will hit uh you fling uh some of this 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 genie cassasis vomit at the uh nearest tabaxi guard it hits him in the face and he lets out a scream unlike anything you have ever heard before it is somewhere mixed between a human scream and an animal howl oh no and you watch as this cassasis vomit starts to eat away at the fur, Wait. Uh, filling your nostrils with an unimaginable scent, a scent that will no. that you will never Ugh. forget. And this unholy scream echoes in your ears as the eyes and nose and uh, face this... parts of this bird slowly inflate. I regret this, like uh, like a a carnival balloon game, and finally burst. Covering Juno in cat entrails. And then Juno says, with entrails and tears in his eyes, to the other one, I don't want to do this to you, so just just back off, buddy. Yeah, the other one drops his weapon and (laughs) scurries up the rocks and flees. You guys have a clear path to the building. Yay. (laughs) Uh, I turn to Juno... And put my arms up and say, what the (laughs) fuck, man? I wish you all could have seen. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why would you do that? I I mean, what is the method of, I mean, we weren't, we were going to dispatch them, weren't we? Well, I don't know. Earlier, just like 10 minutes ago, we were discussing about how to calmly knock somebody unconscious instead of murdering everybody. I mean, I guess I did kill some tabaxi too so i was kind of hoping he would have another life but i don't know if he did he didn't poof i don't know man that 
I guess I'm a hypocrite. Never mind. No, I feel really bad. No, you're right. A piece of tabaxi kind of drips <laughs> off of Juno. Oh, God. Oh, Pete, don't look, bud. <laughs> <laughs> there was once a time I would have I would have loved bathing in viscera, but not now. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't know where to go from here. Up to the reflector? Yeah, let's just go. Don't even think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think I about feel it. We'll like process this later. You, know, you need yeah. to go into the ocean real well, you can't because oh, I couldn't even wash it off. Walk. I just walk. <laughs> can't. Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, this, all right, you stand in the back then, because we I don't want to smell all right, you. This. Go first. I don't want to smell Sabus. you. <laughs> okay, the order. Pete, come on. <laughs> it's now sorry, Fletch Pete. leading the way with Good Pete, God. Uh, followed by Zabus, and then Juno downwind in the rear. <laughs> I think maybe I have a spell that can work to block out this reflector if we if it gets. To that <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a spell to block out the smell. The smell, No, yeah. to block out the memory of... <laughs> oh, I'd be down uh, with that. Lose that memory. I can create a, a dust devil. Oh. And maybe that'll work, because it's not technically weather. I'm guessing there's some, like, weather protection around this little... How is dust devil not weather? It's wind. I guess so. But with I feel like... Sand? I feel like it's... Yeah, because it's it's wind, but it picks up dirt. So I, I don't think a dust devil oh, like is technically a, a weather condition. It's like a thing. Mm. You know, I don't know. What I guess we'll see. In combination with a gust of wind, perhaps? I like the way you're thinking right now. <laughs> I need to look Because I was it just up. thinking about like getting sand, make you, like creating like mud and then gust of winding towards the mirrors to muddy them up so they couldn't reflect anymore um okay it's i choose an unoccupied five foot cube of air an elemental force that resembles a dust devil appears in the cube uh blah blah that would not be weather okay i can move it up to 30 feet in any direction if it moves over sand dust loose dirt or small gravel it sucks up the material and forms a 10 foot radius cloud of debris around itself the cloud heavily obscures its area. So we could use that to block out a reflector if it gets to that point. Like temporarily, we, Is yeah. there like any, like what's the ground like around? Is it just this rock? Yeah, it's all rock. Is there sand or anything? Around? Like, yeah, I can sure. push there's, this thing and Yeah, there's definitely directions. gravel and dirt and the whole thing uh, as you're running up to the reflector structure. Uh, as you get closer to it, you realize the scale of it. From a distance, it looked big, but now that you're close, there is a small two-story building that the reflector is on top of, and the reflector itself is maybe 25 feet tall. How's it being supported? Yeah. It's it's like a big satellite dish. Mm, so this is so. like, uh, you're basically looking at the, uh, like the satellite building from GoldenEye. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how much more Cassasis vomit do you have, Juno? My thought is that we could melt away the base. Oh, and just like knock it over? And just crash it. Yeah, destroy all oh of it. Oh my god. That's also an option. <laughs> if we have enough vomit. Let's see. It's a little less reversible, but... Yeah. <laughs> Did you determine how many uses you had? Yeah, there are 14 left. Jesus! That's insane! Yep. You did this. <laughs> the genie did this. Right, Wild right. magic did this. Yeah. 
the hair insult signal was not given yet, so we don't need to blow this place, but there could be redundancies. So I, I say let's test it out as long as it's safe. Like, are there any tortles around us or are they sort of back more at the temple now? There's nobody around where you are now. You can see that there is a commotion at the temple where uh, there seems to be some kind of fighting now between tortles and tabaxi, but it is being oh, put down them. very quickly. Oh, uh, uh. The tabaxi are very well armed and armored, whereas the tortles uh, have been completely stripped of both of those things. There is some magic being thrown around. But it definitely seems from where you are now that the tabaxi have an edge in this small insurrection. How many tabaxi are there? Uh, that you can see from where you are? Yeah. A, a handful. It's a, it seems to be a small guard platoon against the turtles who are working um, on the reflector lines. Uh, the reflector lines have been cut as well as the bridge. They're... Now you can see that as the sun is moving in the sky, this specific reflector is starting to, there's a little bit of shade now kind of moving across its face, um, which in turn is causing the central spire of the temple to dim a little bit. And the turtles do not like this. Are you guys still running up to the building? Yeah. Or to, yeah. to the reflector, right? Yeah. yeah to the reflector mm -hmm. building. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get up to the reflector building and you see the door that the tabaxi guards exited from. Fletch, you're up front. What do you do? Uh, we'll want to go inside. Uh, you open the door and you're immediately confronted with a tabaxi right in your face. What do you do? I backflip backwards. Oh. <laughs> roll, roll, roll acrobatics. <laughs> 14. Sure. Okay. You bet. You backflip backwards, exposing Zabbis to the tabaxi. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it! That's what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> who takes a stab with his halberd? Oh, Zabbis, take eight damage. Oh my God! I keep I'm just getting <laughs> fucked up. I guess so. As I'm backflipping and flipping over Zabbis, I go, "Sorry about this." Yeah. <laughs> as you're passing as over I, my head. Yeah. Oh man. It's still your turn. <laughs> okay. I pop out from behind Zabbis and shoot him with my Stormtail bow. Okay, roll an attack. <laughs> it's 23. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> roll your damage. What a silly elf. Nine. You fire off your Stormtail bow, and at this proximity, the lightning-shaped arrow smashes into the chest of the tabaxi, sending him a few feet backwards into this building, giving you the distance that you need. Uh, he falls down and poofs away. And you have Whoa. a clear entrance into this building. We're going to go back up to Margarine and Flack. You guys hear a thunderclap. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That is so. We've got people stationed all around this place. All around it, ready to blow their loads and send <laughs> this thing sinking. Well, that does bring something to the table, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really does. All the eggs, all of the beans. In your basket, about to sink, buddy. Ooh, yep. You don't want your beans to sink, do you? All you got to do to avoid that is give us... Give us a boat. Give us a boat and some mirror, mirror shards. Do you have right? a mirror shard? Do you have a mirror shard? <laughs> if we're negotiating, let's at least do it civilized. And he waves a hand and seats appear. I take a seat. Did you just do that? Oh, you, you can just make seats appear? Shit, he is a powerful human. Uh, Seeker Rings, Margin, I'm a little scared. <laughs> 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 I 
I stare knowingly. (laughs) (laughs) I too take a seat. He sits across from you. Where's Bourne? Bourne is... Does he make him his footstool? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Bourne is standing in one of the archways with, like, arms stretched, trying to warm himself up. Okay. Mm -hmm. The human sits down, and he says, So who do I have the honor of negotiating with? I'm Marjorie Styx. Pleased to meet ya. And I am... Flack Tanson. Are you sure about that, Flack? Yes. <laughs> What's your name? My name is not important. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, not hey. important. We brought our names to the table. You push yours down. Yeah, buddy. I, if we're negotiating, how about you start us off with some good faith here? Come on. It's some like respect. an open borders, open borders, open borders agreement, you know? Just uh, as a sieve joke. Open your borders <laughs> to us, bro. I speak for the Ombrecross Trading Company. That is the important thing. Well, now I want to take back saying my name. I'm going to call him Tad. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay, fine. We'll just call you Tad. If that helps you, you can call me Tad. All right, we will Tad. I'll call you Little Tad. Little Tad. What's up, Little Tad? I'm Little Tad. Hey, everybody. Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 93 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram. Or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Edgy. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash D&D&Dpod where for as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year, you can get early access to episodes and some other cool rewards for different levels. So go check that out. A little bit of a shorter episode this week after we had a run along episode. So to kind of make up for that, I thought I would answer some Twitter questions. I put out on Twitter earlier today that I would be answering a few questions and we got a bunch in response. So I want to say if I do not answer your question here, uh, hang on to that question because we will be doing another D and D and D and D. I think that's for a uh, discussion episode. The fourth D is for discussion uh, after we finish up season three here, which we are getting close to doing. At Neaglebites on Twitter asks, "What do you recommend for a first-time DM? Any tips or tricks of the trade?" Uh, I think a good tip for a first-time DM would be to run a pre-written adventure. Uh, I think just to get a sense of how to run the game and uh, how to manage your table uh, quick, like even if it's a one shot, uh, pre-written adventure just gets your legs underneath you uh, and gives you a sense of how to run the game. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Madeline at Fluffdove asks, with the increasing fan base, do you as DM and producer of the show find yourself spending more time away from the online communities due to not wanting to see ideas, theories from fans? I can only imagine how frustrating it might be to get ideas from fans that you then can't use. Yes, uh, I don't really interact much on online uh, for this reason. Uh, I want to avoid being influenced by any kind of ideas. Um, I will look in at stuff after the fact, just, you know, to see how stuff played uh, every once in a while. But I, I do want to avoid any kind of 
just chance of being influenced. Um, I love and appreciate you all for listening to the show, <laughs> but I don't want to inadvertently um, be influenced by something that uh, somebody writes online. Samanchu at Katie100Y on Twitter asks, how do you come up with ideas for your campaign? Do you just tend to go with the flow and make things up on the fly or think about it in advance? I'm DMing a campaign of my own and I'm not really sure how to continue the story. How do you usually deal with this writer's block? Uh, writer's block is definitely real. Um, it is not something that is easy to deal with and you will discover uh, ways to uh, process it that work best for you. Um, for me, I'm lucky enough to work with five really talented, funny people who continually inspire me uh, with their choices so that I have springboards uh, to jump off of in all kinds of different directions. It's often one of the choices that the players makes that will get me through a block. Uh, it will be either how do I deal with this choice from a narrative perspective that it's taking me in a, in a direction that I didn't expect, or that's such a great idea, I'm going to follow that. I always try to make sure that the best idea is the idea that I'm chasing and not just an idea that's mine. Uh, if something that one of the players does is is funny or is exciting or is thrilling or is a better choice, I will chase that. Um, and D&D is, is like that. It's collaborative. Um, you know, you can't give away spoilers to your table, uh, but use their decisions as inspiration. Use their character backstories as inspiration. There's a lot to pull from in this collaborative way of storytelling, which is part of what makes it so great. Thank you, Samanchu. Alexavier Taiga asks, do you secretly hope one of the PCs dies? And if so, why is it Juno? Very funny, Alexavier. I don't want any of the PCs to die uh, before their time. Uh, no, uh, it would be a crazy thing if one of the PCs dies. We have talked about it uh, as, a, as a team, uh, and it's possible. We all agree that it is possible. Uh, it could happen, but... Um, I'm not rooting for it, despite what some people might think. I'm not actively trying to kill anybody. I am on the PC's side, as any good DM should be. Uh, L of the Water Tribe asks, Hi there, how long do you see the show running for? Uh, until my story is done. I have a story I want to tell, and I'm going to tell it until it's done. However long that takes. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, Anna Catherine Volk at Anna C. Volk asks, what is the most on-the-fly change you have had to make mid-session? Uh, the team bought a house. Didn't plan for that one. That was a curveball that I didn't expect to be pitched. Uh, and now they own a mansion, and now Gerbert Merpert is a character, and so are the rest of his family. So that was definitely the biggest on-the-fly change um, mid-session. Kirsten at Manic Pixie Wreck on Twitter asks, when planning encounters and enemies, you intentionally balance them based on 5e's challenge rating math, choose each stat based on what you think the players can handle, or just guess and hope they don't get one hit KO'd. Uh, I used to do 5e challenge rating math at the beginning. Uh, I stopped doing that kind of by the end of season one. Uh, into season two, I, I started to create 
my own monsters and encounters kind of based on what I needed them to do for the story more than what was provided by Dungeons and Dragons materials. That's unique to this situation uh, of, you know, me trying to tell this specific story in this specific way. I think that 5e does a pretty good job. Um, but at this point, uh, I'm tailoring each encounter more to the story than to the player's levels. And I will work with the numbers to make it fit uh, regardless. Uh, so there's definitely still like real D&D stuff that I'm bringing in and that will be in and will always be a part of the show. Uh, but most things at this point are are com- are completely made up by me. Like I've never looked at what the official D&D stat block for a turtle is. Uh, my turtles are completely what they need to be for for the story. Uh, so most of the encounters are serving the story more so than uh, any of the character sheet stuff. But that's just my personal thing. I think challenge rating is pre- a pretty good way to balance encounters from my personal experience when I did use it. Thank you, Kirsten. Anfernito at Anfernito asks, what are your feelings on basic rifles like muskets and stuff? I appreciate the interesting tech in your story. and I was just curious about cannons. In a campaign I'm part of, I have a blunderbuss, and I could only imagine what Marjoram would do, what Marjoram would load into such an arm cannon. Uh, there will never be a gun in my story. Uh, there will never be a hand rifle or a musket or a flintlock pistol or anything that is a gun. I have included cannons uh, and a couple different kinds of cannons. Cannons on ships and then the cannons in the um, in the caves that the dwarves had in season one. But... Uh, there will never be a gun. That's just a personal preference of mine. Uh, and it's just something that I can control in my world. Uh, I can totally see how a pirate campaign and stuff would be super fun. And Marjorie's backstory with her kind of pirate experience uh, could be enriched by that in a different story. But in my story, just because of my personal preference, we're never going to have a gun. There will never be a gun. Uh, there's magical flying machines powered by magical gems, but there will never be guns. Thank you, Anfernito. That's a bunch. That's a lot of questions I just answered, but there are so many more, and I really appreciate everybody who uh, submitted a question. And if I didn't answer your question, uh, we might get to it uh, next time because there were so many good ones. And we will definitely be having a discussion episode again at the end of season three. So uh, remember your question. We will come back to this thread when we record that with the big group once we wrap up this season. That's it for me. I'm going to turn it over to Mike and Fletch Stormtail for another Tavern Talk. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Hello, my name is Fletch Stormtail. I'd like to read a few comments from our previous episode discussion thread over on our subreddit r slash pod. This is Tavern Talks. Episode 92, Twice-Baked Scheme, Part 1, Episode Discussion Thread. Koira Grimm says, I absolutely loved how Zabbis and Fletch went, oh no, when they realized what they did by using Fletch's lightning powers. Marjorie's old lady sense did not miss such a thing. I love how she went through with that. Good luck to the bald team. Please don't get yourself killed. Sometimes I don't listen well, and it leads to scenarios like the one you just described. 
had I been paying more attention um, during the planning phase, I would have heard that using my lightning powers... Um, you know what? I did hear it, though. I heard it, but I don't know if I retained it. I have such a short attention span sometimes. Yeah, it, you know, Marjorie Marjorie saw the lightning and 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 thought that part of the plan was, you know, in action. And then, uh, I gotta pay more attention sometimes, you know. Sasha Du says, "The idea of Juno accidentally killing a Tabaxi with a nat twenty. This might haunt him for life." Well, Sasha Du, I think that it was a very cool move. However, I personally would have liked to use Gust of Wind to blow them off the rope bridge rather than shooting an arrow through the face of a tabaxi. But, you know, we were running and I, I needed to use Gust of Wind later. Fall and Doll 9504 says, I keep forgetting about Hank. It's been so long since we've heard anything about him. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest... I couldn't remember who Hank is, so I had to ask Marjorie, and she explained him to me. Uh, remember about a m minute ago when I said I don't listen that well, but I'm trying to get better? Well, this is one of those moments again. Uh, I feel kind of dumb. Well, uh, she got very emotional afterwards, talking about her missing or dead children, so I think Hank lost a child, but, you know, I don't think we've heard from him in a while. Maybe we should send a raven or something to check in. If you enjoy these discussions, head over to r slash pod on Reddit. Shout out to our subreddit mod, Will Bros Inc. And shout out to Parakeet, who sets up the weekly discussion thread. I'm Fletch Stormtail. This has been Tavern Talks with, Fl with Fletch Stormtail. Good evening and good night. So you have made mention that you are after passage to the parent island and this mirror shard. Yep. Yes. And you see that he starts like making notes in a notebook that seem to appear in his hand out of nowhere. Marjorie gets her notebook out and does the same thing. I look over and see Marjorie is like doodling snowmen. <laughs> <laughs> it's that S. <laughs> the six lines. I always thought that was a Michigan State thing. Different I don't ass. know why. Because we grew up in a state where a block yeah, S was everywhere. Makes, everywhere. If you draw it in green, just Beth's brain connects those dots. That's it. You clearly have some sort of means if you are making these threats. I too have heard these thunderclaps. We own a mansion. <laughs> yep. We have means both ways. Are you affiliated at all with? The former Jason Chone. What? Um, one... Oh, Marjorie's brain just turns into scribbles. <laughs> one could say that, uh, yeah, uh... One could say that we killed him after you failed to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so in reality, I think you owe us a favor, buddy. You failed to take care of Jason Chone and we had to finish the job for you. So you were enemies, investigating what he was up to? Yep. And he, and what a naughty man. <laughs> he's a real <laughs> naughty boy, and now he's 
just lying. Now he's now he's nautical instead because he's lying at the bottom of an ocean, friend. Very That's good. That's true. Is very good. Flack is mostly telling the truth. Margarine is obviously lying. <laughs> it's not that obvious. <laughs> it is obvious to little Tad. Let her <laughs> roll deception. Okay, roll your deception. Oh, no. <laughs> 17. It is still obvious, little Tad, that she Damn. is lying. My deception's pretty good, though. He is able to discern Should that I there is inspire? some relationship. Should I inspire? That is up to you. That is up to you, Mystics. It's more fun when <laughs> it's more fun that he's onto my shit. I'm holding on to my inspiration. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, Jason was not the easiest person to work with. That's uh, true. <laughs> See, then you just openly admit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was not able to uh, successfully complete the task that we laid out for him in Night's Pass, although he was dealing with a lesser member of our organization, I will say that. Uh, now... Albanor? How do you know that name? Also, it's Abalor. <laughs> also, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, probably not, buddy. Uh, we know lots of things. Like how to sink this whole damn place! You keep making that threat. Yeah. If you sink this, what do you expect to get from me? Don't, don't you believe that this mirror shard is somewhere on this island? No. Oh. Well. <laughs> but do you have one? Yeah, do you have that? <laughs> he flips around in his book, his notebook a little bit. And then you uh, make perception rolls. Come on, this time. Hope your kisses work. No, it's a nat one. <laughs> I got, I rolled a two and added my three. <laughs> Guys. Okay. You cannot perceive anything else. Uh, Marjorie, you're getting a little misty eyed at the thought of Jason. Yeah, I am. Great. Fuck me. So you cannot perceive anything uh, out of the ordinary other than the fact that he is flipping through his little book. And he says, what is your goal with this mirror shard? What does it matter to you? What's your goal with the bait? Our goal for the beans is, of course, to secure a healthy and robust market for them elsewhere throughout the world, facilitated by the company. Uh, and, of course, the company would reap the profits on such a market. All right. I, start, I zoned out. I'm getting some new information that our goals may be more aligned than I previously believed. It might just be that we can help you get back to the parent island and we can give you access to this mirror however we will need some assurances that your goals do in fact align with ours how can we give you that insured uh... where are you getting this info from too that is not of your concern and he closes his book and puts it in his pocket god secret rings i want that book i want that book too yeah (laughs) that was secret rings by the way what she just said yes oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I can pick <laughs> up when your secret rings. <laughs> to myself, I want that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What kind of insurance do you need, buddy? I will give you passage to the main island, at which point you will head without delay to the university castle. Perfect. It is there that you will meet with my colleague, Abelor. I'm sorry? Abelor. Oh, my colleague. I thought you said Mike Holly Abelor, and I thought that's a silly name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it is there that we will ensure that we are fighting for the same thing, more or less. All right. That sounds good, except that I don't want to talk to Elbalor. I would just like to get the boat. Well, then we're at an impasse, aren't we? Secret rings. Hey, that part comes later, so we can just not do it when it comes time for it. I guess. I just don't like lying. Well, you you should. We're adventurers. It's like half the deal. Okay. We're going to go to the rest of the group now. You're inside the reflector building. The inside of this building is very industrial. It's still all wood, but you are inside of just like a a very basic support structure. It's just a box for this thing to sit on with stairs in it. In the center, there is a large uh, mechanical something that goes out to the cables that you previously saw uh, were attached to the main temple. This seems to be some kind of mechanism that turns the sail, but other than that, there's nothing inside of this other than just um, scaffolding and stairs up to the sail. Should we just go up? Yeah, I feel like we should just go to the base of the thing. Or do we like... Hmm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, okay, we'll just go up. There is a kind of hatch opening that gets you up onto the roof of this structure where the sail itself is affixed. What do you do? It is incredibly hot up here. Oh. And it is very, very bright. Damn now, it's, it's like It's like so hot that it's like hard to breathe. Your, like, your movements are kind of slower because it's exhausting just to be here. Oh, God. Uh... Have, so wait, have we we haven't gotten a signal to do anything, have we? We no. haven't gotten the signal yet. I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, my attention was drawn by the tabaxi being put down so mercilessly. Or no, the, the turtles. Uh, it's going back and forth. The, the turtles are pressing the tabaxi. The tabaxi are pressing the turtles. I, I, I want yeah, to help, but I just don't great. know how. Yeah, maybe we should not help because this is overly complicated. Yeah, there's a long history. To get yeah, I don't think we're going to make it better, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not going to make... Yeah, well, that's... there's no way you're going to be on the good graces of the tabaxi because you melted one and have entrails coming off of you. So it, I don't... Oh, God, yeah, it, they can still... Oh, that's an ear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's not get involved anymore. Well, any okay, we should we to. just go back down inside before we all like melt to death up yeah. here and should we like just wait for a signal from them yeah or okay let's make the decision do we wait for the signal or do we try and test out this one because maybe sabotaging one won't take the whole thing down it'll just get their attention oh just to like prove that yeah they're not bluffing yeah but what if things are going well on the inside with margarine and flack, and then <laughs> all of a sudden we... Do you think they're going well? <laughs> the odds of... Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because, like, what if we haven't heard from them because something happened and they can't communicate with us? Okay, so I feel think, like it's been a while. Let's think a little bit further. Okay. Let's say, okay, we destroy, we melt the support beams of this reflector. It comes crashing down, killing people, possibly... Uh, what do we do then? Is there a way we could disrupt it without melting the beams so that if if this does accidentally blow up the island, it would take us with it? So is, is there a way we can block it, but then retract? Roll yeah. investigation. Well, that's why I was thinking about using the dust devil, but it might not be big enough. Well, I rolled a 10. 
you see what I described before. You ha- there is this um, mechanical structure that uh, appears to be built at, to turn the reflector that is inside of the structure. There is the reflector itself up top that is on kind of basically a giant tripod. It is a big sail, essentially. So can can we move the mirrors? Can we like get them in a uh, order in a position where it's oh yeah not reflecting any light because the turtles didn't like yeah are there like controls or anything in this building? There isn't like a control panel or something that you could easily like just a lever you could pull that could move this, but um there are the gears themselves. So let's manually move it. Yeah, and just see what happens. Yeah. Like see yeah. if it tilts or like. Okay. Yeah, we could always undo it. Yeah. That's this totally. is a much better plan, I think. Okay. So, right, so how we need, do we yeah, we need, move We need one person to go look and tell us. Zebus, we want to do that. It. We're 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 pretty strong and you're pretty uh good at looking at things. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a weird That was weird. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go. I'll let me here. I'm gonna just leave. I have like three robes layered on top of each. So I'm gonna just leave. That's <laughs> right. Gonna get down a summer quick summer look. Yeah, to my like bloomers or whatever I have. Honestly, it's good that we have less hair for this situation. Yeah, that is true. Although we're gonna get Ooh. bad sunburns. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I go. Sunburns. That's yeah. true. You, you I'll just go. I'll go up Sorry, there. Okay. It's fine. I didn't want to make. Okay. Sorry. We're an awkward group, huh? <laughs> well, it's hard because we're trying to like move stuff around when it's hard. We can't actually see it. That's true. Okay, so you guys are trying to move the reflector by moving the gears of this mechanism, and Zabbis is observing if it is moving. Yes. Juno and Fletch roll strength rolls. There is a large uh, horizontal gear that you can grab from one of the catwalks and try to kind of turn that will uh, adjust. You know, you can see that this gear is threaded with other gears and as a system works. So roll your strength rolls. Uh, athletics is probably the skill that you can apply to this and we'll see what happens. Oh, it's so hot up here. With athletics, it'd be 18. 26. Okay, yeah, you guys can definitely move it. Zabbis, you watch. At, are you moving it left or right? One, two, three, say it. Left. <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you move it to the left. Zabbis, you watch as this reflector starts to pivot ahead of the timing of the sun moving for the day. Like, that's what this its intended purpose is. Um, but this is adjusting it. So you watch this reflector turn and it turns it's very slowly but just the little movements of the reflector are making a big change in the way that the reflected light is hitting the temple um we're gonna go now to margarine and flack you guys are up top in one of the spires talking to little, little tad. tad yeah <laughs> little tad little dumb dumb little ugly tad he just gave you an uh interesting ultimatum however suddenly it starts to get cooler like shade starts to happen and born starts freaking out and he runs back from where he was where he was standing by the edge of the uh the openings to the outside uh and he screams at little tad you promised that this wouldn't happen the the, the something is happening to the reflectors it's 
It's going to drop the temperature here. This could be catastrophic for my people. What are you doing? We didn't think this. No, I thought we did think this through. Hey, you guys don't hear <laughs> I know, this. I, I just, know. You shut the fuck up. You let this play out. I, I, I'm just voicing my, my regrets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's Tad say? Uh, but, but I do look at Marjorie knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> Tad looks at Flack, look at Marjorie knowingly, and he says, I believe that your fight is with these two. He drops his sword in between you and Born. And he says, that ship will be waiting if you guys make it out of here. And the mirror shard? The mirror shard is at the university. If you guys can make it, it'll be waiting for you. And he leaves. Oh, bored. Oh, come back, Cone. Oh, what are we doing? Uh, what's the signal to tell him to stop? Oh, uh, we didn't make one. <laughs> <laughs> D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D. Yeah, hey guys, there's a, there's a guy, uh, he's running at us. What? Like a t- He's like wearing a, black, a so I feel like it's serious. No, it's just like a dude. Oh, oh. Well, uh, I know it's not great. Hold on, I'll be right there. And I run upstairs. <laughs> <laughs>